There it is. There's the sound of bell number six of fight number three. Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches. Shoe shines in the corner. Hot sauce to the ribs. Ganchos al hígado. When in doubt, stick it out. Duro, duro, duro. Pacific Coast Boxing. Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Oh, man, just fired up from this past weekend and uh, looking forward to another uh, great weekend of boxing. Yeah, man. I mean, you talk about the you know the 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 first real great fight right yep. a, a truly right a truly great fight and mm-hmm. boy they did it deliver right yeah not without controversy of course mm-hmm. but you know as far as a super fight you talk about a fight that almost a guarantee and we'll talk about that later but absolutely delivered uh sad week in the new news in the boxing world of mm-hmm. course right one of the four kings in fact, our first podcast, uh, we kicked it off talking about the Four Kings. Marvelous Marvin Hagler passed away at the age of 66. And I'll say in credit to him, or not credit to him, but we talk about round six. I found a knockout of him, uh, Rick. Uh, round uh, six, he knocked out uh, an English fighter. Of course, you're, yeah. I know you really like the English fighters. Uh-huh. No surprise to you that he knocked them out in round Six, Tony Simpson. This was back in 1983. It was his seventh uh, defense of the middleweight champion uh, chip, Rick. Yeah, no, I always had to, to hear, uh, you know, when a legend passes away, um, you know, great fighter, you know, uh, you know, great person, and, um, you know, way too early. Yeah, you know, when you look at him, right, when you look at Marvin Hagler, this is one of the few guys that retired, and if you want to say did it right, did it right. In mm-hmm. other words, he never came back, right? Never came back for that ill-advised, do I still have it in the tank, mm-hmm. right? Or, you know, let me just get that that last itch, right, about, you know, my, my, my time in the ring. He, he did it right, right? Yeah. Remember Sugar Ray Leonard, and it was, you know, obviously that was his last fight in 1989. Um, Sugar Leonard came back, of course, and got completely throttled by an older Hector Camacho, yeah. Right. And there's, you know, there's funny stories, right, about a few years after the Leonard uh, fight, um, them being in the same, um, you know, venue there. I don't know if they were at a dinner or some function. And um, Sugar Ray Leonard asked Bob Arum, he goes, hey, go ask, you know, uh, 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 Hagler, see if you for a rematch and, you yeah. know, think about the money we can make. Right. Yeah. And he goes over and Hagler says, tell Ray to get a life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so he did it right. You know, uh-huh. he wasn't about. He wasn't about all of that. When he said he was done, he was done. Yes, he left in a bitter manner, went to Italy, right, became an actor. But when he was done, he was done. And he left yeah. with all of his faculties. He left with, you know, uh, financially intact, I think over $40 million in all of his earnings. So, again, if there's a way to do it right, he did, Rick. Yeah. You know, um, you know he retired at uh, 33. I think, you know, a lot of people felt, you know, probably too soon. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he was in great health. You know, um, his head, you know, it. He didn't have the wear and tear as some of these, some of these other boxers that you you could tell. Yeah. Um. You know, and he was one that uh, he had one of the most durable chins in boxing. That's right. You know, it it uh, it says he's only been knocked down once, and it was that knockdown was still disputed. Right. 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 Yeah. I mean, the the one thing, and it's kind of interesting, right? But he's a fighter that you know we talk about this like as the years go by. You appreciate him even more, right? And I got to tell you, I was not a big uh, Marvelous Marvin Hagler fan. 
a lot of people weren't. And the reason yeah. they weren't, Rick, is he's not a guy that necessarily endeared himself to the public, right? Yeah. Hence, you know, he changed his name, by the way, because he was at some fight or venue, not as a fighter. And when they announced him, they said, you know, in the crowd is Marvin Hagler, uh-huh. right? And it pissed him off that they didn't say Marvelous Marvin Hagler. So that's when he went and got his changed his name legally to Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Yeah. And so, so again, right, there, there, was, there was almost like an arrogance and pompous about him, mm-hmm. but he was kind of underrated, right, yeah. because of that. Um, you know, when he won the championship um, or a, a disputed um, draw against V2 Antufermo mm-hmm. in 1979, okay, who, by the way, my, um, my history, my science teacher, Mr. Wenderoff, fought as an amateur, so this is what he said. Yeah. But, but after that, right, he beats Alan Mentor in what was just crazy. A riot ensued after Mentor was stopped with, you know, with, with a bunch of damage around his face, right? I mean, after that, Hagler went on a complete tear. You're talking about like from the – he lost the fight back in 1976. From 76 to 89 till he lost to Sherway Leonard, you're talking like 36, 37 and 0. Yeah. So think about that, right? From 1976 all the way through 89, not a single loss and all – at the middleweight division, Rick, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, we could say that, oh, geez, well, that's a one-trick pony. You know how difficult it is from 76 mm-hmm. to 89, right? Yeah. 23 years to stay fit and conditioned to fight at 160? Yeah. No, no, that, that uh, it just shows, you know, he, he was never out of shape. You know, you didn't have to worry about him, you know, missing uh, missing weight. That's exactly and, right. That's exactly um, right. You know, kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, uh, Bernard Hopkins type. Yeah, that's you know, right. Where yes, you know, yes, Bernard Hopkins, you know, ruled the middleweights in yes. the same division, and yep. um, you know, but another guy that just was always in shape. Yeah, no, I, that's a great point, Rick. Because in the day where fighters today, right, are not making weight mm-hmm. and using excuses because of COVID, because they don't have all of the facilities, right? I think about David Benavides. I think about Jojo Diaz, right? Can you imagine in this day and age, Marvin Hagler not making weight for a fight? Yeah. No. What do you What do you think they had back then in 1976? Right? You think they had the the all the you know the technology, yeah. the spas, the fitness <laughs> machines, right? A, a, a trash bag and and probably sweats. That's ex- that's yeah. pretty much it. That's yeah. exactly right. That's all they had, and always made weight. You knew what you were going to get from him, right? You yeah. talk about like a you know, uh, that dependable dog, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. You knew when you were watching the Marvis Marvin Hagler fight, like him or not, it was going to be, you know, pack your lunch because yeah. you, you you were going to get a fight and he was going to be prepared. And yeah. and that's pretty much what happened. Has some of the all-time greatest quotes, right, when you when you was asking about him as a fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about, um, about, you know, if they cut my bald head open, they'll find one big boxing glove, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, my favorite, of course, was about, uh, you know, he's talking about, you know, can fighters still maintain the discipline to make it as a champion when they get to the top, right? And that's where he says, it's tough to get out of bed to do road work at 5 a.m. when you've been sleeping in silk pajamas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was able to do that, right? And that was his point, is that it, take a, it took a special type of fighter in person to continue and sustain that discipline, over you know twenty something years, especially at one sixty, the guy was five nine and a half, right? Yeah. Okay, so he wasn't super tall. He was you know maybe closer to five ten, but we see a lot of guys at five ten that balloon up to 
168, mm-hmm. 170. Not him. Him no. walking around, he'd be about one, you know, whatever, 165, 170 yeah. maybe. Yeah, and, and and like you were saying, you know, just um, exciting fighter, you know, to to watch. Um, he still he holds the highest knockout percentage of um, middleweight champions at 78 percent. Wow, yeah, that's something else. Yeah, yeah, no, he completely. That's the thing, right? It's not these guys' fault. So no, he didn't move up, right? Yeah. And and I know, right? Much maligned. I've given him a hard mm-hmm. time for this. But the fact is, he beat everybody in the middleweight division, okay, yeah. other than Ray Leonard, right? And again, and even that, you can very controversial decision like mm-hmm. the super fight we had over the weekend, right? Yeah. Yes, I had Hagler, uh, I had Ray Leonard winning. You had it 114, 114, uh-huh. right? But, you know, before that, knocks out Mugabe. Before that, probably the fight, best fight ever, right? If you're going to say, mm-hmm. what are the top three fights all time? Hearns and Hagler. Yeah. Right. It was only three rounds, but wow. And that was the fight where Hagler was cut, and he did. He said he didn't know it was cut. And then he said knowing how nobody liked him and he would never get a decision, he knew he had to go in there and knock out Tommy Hearns. Yeah, and, and I was watching this fight over the over the weekend, and uh, yeah. you know, Hearns definitely hurt him in that first round. Yeah, he did. And, and, he, did. and he was able to bounce back and yeah. uh, you know, probably won that first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, man, that's the thing. I mean, these are the kind of fights that this guy was involved with. Mm-hmm. And people forget too, Rife, by the time he fought um, Sugar Ray Leonard, he was no longer right in his prime as a middleweight, yeah. right? Because he was trying to fight uh, Leonard several years ago, before mm-hmm. that. But that's when Leonard had retired with the, you know, the whole issue with the retina and whatnot. So by the time Leonard came back, right— um, trust me, it was very well calculated because Leonard fights him three years earlier. It's probably a different fight. Yeah. Okay. Because he fights him in 87. Yeah. He fights him. Remember, he knocked out Hearns in 85. Mm-hmm. Right. That was a different Hagler. So, you know, again, right. Yeah. Just just a, a big loss for the boxing world. Um, amazing fighter. It's, it's, it's safe to say, right, that fighters like Hagler, like if you think about today's fighters, mm-hmm. Who, right? Yeah. I mean, and you know, I and it's funny, right? Very timely. I posted on Instagram a week ago or two weeks ago, right? About who would win between um Hagler and Canelo, and I think Hagler would beat him, right? Yeah. My by the way, my friends didn't like that I did that. Yeah, no. Yeah, they didn't they didn't like the the comparisons between the greats. I said, Well, <laughs> no one says that they can beat Canelo nowadays, so I, I had to look back at a great that could have. I said, That's a guy mm-hmm. that would have beaten him. But but seriously, like who today Right is a lunch pail guy like him, you know. Probably Canelo's one of them, right? Who, yeah. who seemingly seems like he's pretty disciplined all the time. Maybe a triple G. Yeah, yeah, yeah triple G, yeah. triple G. Even outside of the middleweight division, yeah. right? There's not many that maintain. I, you know, I'd say even Mayweather. I give mm-hmm. Mayweather credit, right? Yeah, he's always in shape. Always in shape. Always, um, you know, a, a professional is basically. So that, that's that's a very good way to yeah. put it, Rick, a consummate professional that you know what you're going to get. So, yeah, boxing world, wow. So, you know, there there's uh, one of the four kings mm-hmm. is no longer with us. Rest in peace, champ. So coming up, rest of the show, Rick, um, we've got the super fight uh-huh. that we're going to talk about. That fight's not without controversy. I've got some information. I feel really bad for that judge, Carlos Sucre. Mm-hmm who's getting absolutely, you know, annihilated and they're asking for his head on a silver platter, right? <laughs> I've got some numbers that'll make you say, you know what? It wasn't as bad as people think, yeah. okay? But we're going to break down that fight. 
get into the boxing news. A lot of stuff happening. Uh, you've got an update on the Fury Joshua fight, uh-huh. right? Um, of course, we got the Maurice Hooker and Virgil Ortiz Jr. fight coming up, and the the Brockus and um, oh gosh, McCaskill fight uh-huh. that just happened over the weekend. That was another good fight. Anyways, we'll be right back, folks. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Yeah, man, what a uh, what a loss. And young, and they didn't really give any details either, right, as far as the cause of death. Not that it matters, but they didn't no, say much, you know, right? Um, I, the only thing that they were saying that it wasn't um, COVID shot related. Yeah. That it wasn't, hmm. uh, you know, there was some speculation that yeah. He had recently gotten his COVID shot. Oh, okay. And then that was, you know... Um, was he stateside now, too, by the way? I, I don't believe so. He was still overseas because yeah. he moved to Italy. Yeah, I, I think he was still in Italy, and uh, <laughs> I think his son said that uh, he was having trouble breathing. Uh, he was having chest pains. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, they, they rushed him to the hospital, and then four hours later, he passed away. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a what a tough way. And like I said, only, uh, only 66 years old, you mm-hmm. know? Pretty crazy. All right, Rick. So we had, um, you know, big super fight that that happened. Not only did it happen, but boy, did it, and it delivered everything, right? Yeah. Um, and by the way, these guys all have right, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But those those two, they got kind of their own four kings going, right? Those two, Sorogran Visay, mm-hmm. Sorogran Visay. I know I always yeah. butcher that name, and Carlos uh, Quadras. Carlos Quadras. Like they've got that's like the tenth fight mm-hmm. between the four of them, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the fight, Rick. I saw the fight. You saw the fight. Yeah. And then, and, you know, we were talking a little bit and this is why. See, I had Estrada winning 7-5. Mm-hmm. Um, you had it the other way. I had it the other way. I had Chocolatito, uh, 7-5. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but see, and I, and I could see that yeah. right now, of course, all throughout, right? Social media, whatever news outlet mm-hmm. kind of goes both ways, although you've got a lot of folks, you know, leaning toward Chocolatito. See, I don't know if that's kind of he's like the sentimental favorite. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, right? Um, I like both fighters. This was yeah. one of those rare fights where I'm watching it and I wanted Estrada to win, mm-hmm. right? But I wouldn't have minded if I thought Chocolatito wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these are just two good guys mm-hmm. that are giving you two good fights, right? Very humble. They do things the right way, right? Yeah. So it was hard to root against any one of these guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, ne- neither one of them is is the villain. You know. Um, That's if, right. If, if anything, Chocolatito is probably the nicer guy. Right. But it's, you know, Estrada is a nice guy. You That's know? what I'm so saying. It's uh, it's just yeah, it was one of those fights. You know, it was it was kind of uh, back and forth. You could kind of see it kind of shifting, but uh, you yeah. know, great action fight. You know, a lot of a lot of punches getting thrown. A lot of lot of close uh, rounds, so record punches. By the way, record punches yeah. for one for 115 pounds. So you know it was it was just a, a great fight to see. Yeah. Um, and then you know I think it sets up for the third fight. Yeah, it does. Now, yeah. more than likely, what's going to happen is um, Estrada's going to have to fight the mandatory right, which is uh, Sirikat Sorung Vise, mm-hmm. right. That's going to have to happen, and that's probably not a bad thing. As yeah. much as everyone is clamoring for that, you know, rematch, right? The trilogy. Mm-hmm. The fact is that that 
that series is still even, right? They're tied 1-1. Yeah. And so they should break the tie in that one, right? And then maybe, I'll, I'll be honest with you right now, Chocolatito beat um, Carlos Cuadras in a 12-round um, decision here in Southern California. Yeah. Um, when uh, um, Cuadras had touched up Gonzalez, let those two guys fight again, you yeah. know? Like, why not? And I don't know if there's anything to be proven. But let's talk about the judging, Rick, because the judging is getting a lot of... Uh, there's a spotlight, especially on poor mm-hmm. Carlos Sucre, who is now officially suspended. How would you like that, Rick? You know, one yeah. bad day at work and you're suspended, man. Yeah, you, you know, know? Um, it, it probably sounds a lot worse than it actually is. I I think this is just kind of like uh, it's appeasing the fans, you know, that don't know any better. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we both know that this is just kind of a sham. They're, yeah. you know, they're saying it. You know, he's not really suspended. You know, it's not like this guy's never going to judge another boxing match again. Yeah. You know, and this will go away in a few weeks. Yeah, and I'll tell you. So here's some numbers as to why I think everybody's overreacting, right? And I know people that listen to this podcast and show it and say, damn, go ahead. You can own this on your own, right? You don't have to even tell them that you heard it here. Here's the way it breaks down, Rick. So I started looking at the scorecards of all three judges, okay? So here's the deal. Of the 12 rounds, right, four rounds were unanimous, meaning there was four rounds. Round one, six, nine, and 10 were all seen the same by all three judges, okay? And those four rounds went to Estrada, okay? So that already tells you something, Rick, right? All three judges could not agree, okay, on the remaining eight rounds, okay? Only four rounds they agreed, and they all agreed on Estrada, all right, so that just leaves eight rounds left, okay, for the three judges to kind of figure out. From Estrada's perspective, all he needs to do now is win three rounds, and you know he maintains the championship, right? And so, and it and it gets a little better because I want you to think about this, right? So now you look at, so let's look at Carlos Sucre, right? Mm-hmm. If he was so bad, okay, so we already know he was in he was in alignment with the other two judges on four rounds, right? Yeah. How many rounds was he on an island? where he was the only one who saw around a certain way. You know how many, Rick? How many? Three. Only three. Of those three rounds, he didn't give them all to Estrada. He gave two of those to Estrada. Round three and 12 were the only ones that he gave to Estrada. Round eight, he was the only one that gave to Chocolatito. Okay? The other referee who should be just as as, as called out and questioned is Jesse Reyes. Jesse Reyes was on an island on three rounds, round two, five, and 11. Okay, he's the only one that saw those three rounds that way. Round two and 11, he gives to Chocolatito. And round five, he's the only one who gave it to Estrada. The only one. And then you got um, the last judge, uh, Sutherland, um, only round four. He was the only one that had round four for Estrada. Okay, that's it. That's how you get a split decision and controversy. But if you go to judge Jesse Reyes, who was the only judge that gave round five to Estrada, the only judge, yeah. if he gives round five to Chocolatito, this fight's a draw. Yeah, you know, it, it uh you know That's I it. I think it was a little, you know, for me it was a little lopsided, but you know, I you know, if I had it seven five then, you know, he was able to give four more rounds, but there were some close rounds. Two more rounds. Yeah. Um, or four more. You had to yeah. swing the other way. I yeah. see. You had 7-5 Chocolatita. Yeah. So right. then, yeah, I would give four rounds the other way. But Sutherland um, had it 7-5, right? Profe- yeah. profe- a professional judge had it 7-5. to five. Yeah. 
And you know, I, I think the the other thing is is the uh, the announcers. Yeah. You know, um, you know, Mannix had it. I think seven five. Yeah. Uh, Chocolatito, and then mm-hmm. you know Sergio Mora had it. You know, similar. So, you know, they're yeah. swaying a lot of the people at home, and the WBA right. is probably watching. Um, you know, I, I can never be swayed. That's why yeah, that's my exactly seven right. five is legit. Yeah, you, you call know, it right it, down the middle. Yeah, that's right. Um, down the middle, Prado. Yeah. Right. So you know how I see it is is you know generally how it goes. Yeah. And I even you know I I predicted. Yeah. You know that it would be seven five uh, Estrada. Yeah. You know and yeah. You know I hate to be wrong. Yeah. You know but you know I felt Chocolatito you know probably should have gotten this decision. You yeah. Know, and um, you know then, but if we get a third fight. Yeah. You know I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know but uh, I think it just would have made for a great comeback story. Yeah. You know I think we missed out on. The oh, Chocolatito, you know, we said he was back and people said he was back, yeah, but this would have, you know, just solidified it and made it to where, oh man, you know what, we wrote this guy off, yeah, you know, we we didn't think it was going to be as good a fight as, as it no, I mean, I, I mean, I had Estrada knocking yeah. him out late, yeah, I really did, especially after what I saw Estrada do against Carlos Cuadras, I thought he was going to knock him out, and Chocolatito showed a pretty good chin, yeah, I didn't think he, did. he was still going to have that chin, yeah, he at did, 33. It's amazing. I'll tell you, yeah. man, it's amazing watching that fight, how crisp, how sharp Chocolatito still is, right? Um, I'll tell you what, though, man. I mean, these guys get hit. Yeah. These guys get hit a lot. They throw a lot of punches. Mm-hmm. Uh, 391 out of 1317 for Estrada, 314 out of 1,212 punches for Chocolatito. It was a great fight. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, you know, who won? The fans won. The fans won yeah. a great fight. Um, again, uh, you know, Chocolatito, probably the second greatest fighter from Nicaragua, right? Don't forget Alexis Argoya, Rick. Oh, I I, I thought you were thinking uh, Ricardo Mayorga. <laughs> no, not Mayorga. Oh, not yeah, Mayorga. Yeah. No. Number three, Mayorga, Number three. right? So I think that, again, I, I, I hear you. I think it's a great comeback story. Everybody mm-hmm. had Chocolatito, who, of course, was pound for pound, right, uh, um, at the top of the list of every list back then. Yeah. Um, loses, comes back. So, yeah, I, I think it sets up great. I think that um, Carlos Sucre, regardless, and I hear you, I know that it's pretty much all for show, right? Yeah. And it's all antics, and they're going to say, oh, yeah, we, you know, whatever. He's suspended. We're reviewing his scorecards. There's a lot worse, yeah. okay, judging and scorecards than this, on yeah. and judges that have not been suspended. Even if, okay, there was a fight, I, I know we couldn't think of the one, but even when... All three judges are in favor that the fighter won. Uh-huh. Remember, they said, "Well, at least we, you know, we got the fighter right." But somebody has it like eleven to one yeah. or twelve zero when there's like no way that judge should still be looked at. Yeah. And this is no different. And this was not as lopsided. He had it nine three. Okay, mm-hmm. his colleague sitting across the ring had it seven five. So there's only two rounds. Yeah. And again, he was only on an island, Rick, for two rounds, three and twelve. Yeah. are the only two rounds that he gave to Estrada where he was on an island, only two. Yeah. So, also the buildup, um, you know, for the pre-fights and everything, The it seemed like the um, the announcers were targeting mm-hmm. in on the Texas judging. You yeah. Know, like the, that there's a long history of, yeah. you know, bad decisions coming out of Texas. And, yeah. you know, the Texas judges always favor the aggressor. And, yeah. um, you know, so it, it, it there was kind of a buildup. And I think it just kind of manifested itself in, at at that point. Yeah, at the end. which is always, you know, weird with the, mm-hmm. 
with boxing. That's yeah. the whole thing. I mean, baseball kind of has it like, hey, this guy, Paul Runge, he has a high strike zone. Yeah. Right? This guy has a low strike zone. I mean, but, you've got that kind of thing. But, yeah, this isn't, you know, <laughs> um, you know, a fight that I can remember was uh, Canelo Triple G one. Yeah. And Adelaide Bird had that 118-110. Right. You know, right. there was no way that that fight, you right. know, was 10 rounds to two Canelo. Yeah. And, um, yeah. You know, there was probably the most one of the more famous ones. There there was a little bit of backlash, but uh, you know, kind of went away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and that's what's going to happen here. But again, I'll say it again, Rick. You know, agree or disagree, but Carlos Sucre only had two rounds where he was on an island. Yeah, only two, right? Now, if if he had four or five rounds where Mm -hmm. he was the only one who had Estrada winning, yeah, I'm looking at that sideways. But it was only two rounds, only three and twelve. I'd question Jesse Reyes the same way, right? Yeah. Round five. If Jesse Reyes scores the round five for Estrada, this is a draw and everybody probably walks away mm-hmm. and they're okay with it. So at the end of the day, I don't like the fact that the focus is on the judge because the focus should be on we had a great fight and a great performance by both guys, man. Yeah, no, it, it was definitely a great fight and I'm looking forward to uh, there being a third fight. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Hopefully Quadras gets by, um, uh, you know, and again, I like all these guys, right? Yeah. Um, the tough fighter from Thailand, I call, I want to call him Wikaset, <laughs> yeah. but it's Sorang uh, uh, um, Vise, but... Be that as a Mayrick, great fight. I don't think it's as controversial from a judging perspective. Hopefully the guy Carlos Sucre is back. And I also would challenge anybody if you had somewhat of a, you know, questionable day at work, mm-hmm. how would you like to get suspended? Yeah. Right? Hey, that's a horrible email, or you made a bad decision on, you know, some project that you're managing and all of a sudden, bam, you're suspended. Yeah. Right? Give me a break. All these people that are calling for a you know, a Sucre's head on a platter, right? Check yourself and how you're doing at work before you ask for somebody else to get suspended, (laughs) man. All right. All right, folks. There you go, man. What a fight. We'll be right back. We'll get into the rest of the boxing news. A lot of big fights coming up. Virgil Ortiz Jr., Maurice Hooker, among others. We'll be right back, folks. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado back. All right, Rick, so we had other fights besides the super fight that took place over the weekend. What else we got? Um, Watching the uh, McCaskill versus uh, Brakus uh, 2 fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, This one was pretty um, lopsided, you know, on the scorecards. You know, I thought it was a little bit closer, but yeah. uh, definitely McCaskill, you know, won that fight. She was the aggressor, and uh, Brakus just kind of looked old in the ring. Yeah, it's interesting because the first fight was definitely a lot more competitive, right, yeah. which is why this fight took place. And, you know, credit to McCaskill, right, mm-hmm. who this time, you know, I think left no doubt, yeah. right? And the good thing, right, sets up what could be a big fight. I think a lot of people are asking for the Clarissa Shields fight. Uh-huh. Um, you're thinking that it's more likely a rematch with Katie Taylor. Mm-hmm. The Katie Taylor moves up and 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 fights uh, McCaskill. Yeah, I mean Katie Taylor's at 135. Uh-huh. Uh, McCaskill's at 147. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, good fight either way. Brockus retires this time. Uh, it didn't sound like it. it. You know, at the beginning of her interview, you know, it sounded like you know she may be leaning that way, but uh, yeah. 
It looked like she was still looking to fight. Yeah, because she was going to walk away after uh-huh. the first fight, remember? Yeah. But it's almost like she was talked back by her, you know, entourage and fans mm-hmm. clamoring, saying, no, that, you know, that wasn't decisive enough. Yeah. Good fight, though. No, yeah. Um, the other fight uh, of the weekend, uh, David Benavides. Um, yeah. He got an 11th round stoppage over Ronald Ellis. Yeah. Um, you know, he looked impressive in the performance, but I don't know if it was because he's really good. Or Ronald Ellis is just kind of middle of the road guy, yeah. And you're going to look good against him. I think it's probably the latter, yeah. not the former, Rick. I yeah. mean, Ellis is what he is, right? Journeyman, mm-hmm. right? Not great by any stretch. And Benavides did what he was supposed to. Yeah. Unfortunately, of course, Benavides did not make weight for his mm-hmm. previous fight. Otherwise, you know, forget about all this talk, right? All this stuff yeah. he's talking and trying to call out Canelo. Okay, you don't have a belt. Yeah. If you don't have a belt, you don't exist right now. Yeah. To Canelo, right? It's like the movie Ghost, you know what I mean? It's like you, he, he doesn't see you, yeah. right? Unless you've got some kind of a strap around your waist. Oh, there you are. Yeah. So I, it is what it is. He had his opportunity. Now he's got to find a way to, to fight for another championship. Don't know how it's going to happen yeah. because, of course, Canelo's going to be fighting Billy Joe Saunders, and then he's going to be fighting Caleb Plant after yeah. that. After he does that, Rick, which will be at the end of this year, Canelo has every belt. You know, assuming he wins at the 168 pound weight class, and who's to say at that point he wants to fight Benavides? Yeah, because like we know, talked about, probably more like El Surdo at 175. Yeah, right. No, he he kind of ruined his uh, his chance there. Um, you know, by not making weight, losing his title. Uh, you know, now now he's calling out all the big names. He wants Canelo. He wants Charlo. He wants uh, Caleb Plant. Yeah. The problem with calling out everybody, you know, Canelo has his path. Yeah. And everybody else is just kind of waiting to be the next guy in line. Yeah. So, you know, yep. Charlo's not going to fight anybody that he's got a shot at losing. And, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, Charlo's the fight, you know, after Canelo, you know, wipes out the division. That's right. You know. That's right. And, um, you know, Caleb Plant's not going to ruin his uh, his payday by fighting yeah. a Benavidez. No way. Possibly losing. No way. So, That's a good point. you know, Benavidez on the outside looking in. Yeah, and he's got nobody to blame but himself, yeah. right? All for not making weight, like we were talking earlier about. You know, Mar- that would not happen to marvelous Marvin Hagler. Yeah. No way. So you're right, ho-hum performance. Now, um, Ronald Dallas, by the way, was ranked number eight by the WBC. Yeah. So you've got that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, David Benavidez ranked number one. Now, why they would be having him fight the number eight guy, don't don't even ask. Yeah. You know, Anthony Durrell's number six, but he already destroyed him. But um, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what would be an interesting fight for Benavides yeah. before we leave him. Daniel Jacobs. Yeah, it would be, right? it would, it would be a name. It would give him, uh, you know, some credibility. He'd make some money. Yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely would be. That, uh, that, that'd be a good fight. And yeah. by the way, that would be a good fight for both of them, mm-hmm. right? Because both of them, you know, especially after Daniel Jacobs' really ho-hum performance over Gabe Rosado, yeah. like this would be a fight to put himself back on the map. Right for Daniel Jacobs and for Benavides, it could be a huge statement fight in that nobody's been. I mean, they've beaten Jacobs, right? Uh-huh. But nobody's actually um, uh, dominated him. Yeah, nobody's right? looked really, really impressive beating no uh, Jacobs. No, so this would be an opportunity for Benavides, right? Who's Daniel Jacobs with? Is he a PBC? Yeah, that, that that's probably the biggest issue. Is, yeah, uh, he's with uh, Eddie Hearn and Matchroom. Oh yeah, and, uh, Benavides, is, Benavides PBC. is PBC. Yeah, that's so. That's the only thing. Yeah, right. But I think for both of them, though, right? If that's if if they allow him to go outside of PBC, 
That's the fight. Yeah, that yeah, that, that would be uh, a great fight for uh, both of them. And then the winner lines themselves yeah. up for, yeah. you know, possibly another big fight. Legit. By the way, in the WBC, um, uh, Avni Lidrum is now down to number 12. Number 12. Yeah. Okay. By the way, interesting, too, too um, Eddie Hearn said he feels um, ashamed, feels bad that uh, Avni Lidrum actually got paid more money for his fight with Canelo de Nostrada did against Chocolatito. Oh, no. Yeah. And I don't blame him. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> not good. Um, okay, also this past weekend, or it's actually uh, last Wednesday, uh, Brandon Lee looked impressive um, in his knockout big victory over uh, Samuel T. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. There is a candidate for knockout of the year. Yeah. You know, folks talk about knockout of the year, talking about the Valdez and Burchelt. That wasn't a knockout of the year, right? No. The guy, Burchelt, looked like a drunken sailor at, you know, three in the morning. Anything would have knocked him out <laughs> at that point. But that fight, Samuel T. had never been stopped, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm not going to tell you here that Samuel T. or Tia is, you know, world class, but he's a very solid yeah. professional, right? Tough guy out of Philly. Never been stopped like that. And oh my gosh, right? Brandon yeah. Lee, with an amazing knockout. Yeah. So it's time, right? Now that was, I believe, at the 140 pound division. So yeah. it's time that Brandon Lee, um, I, I, you know, it's time that he now, uh, Samuel uh, Tay is ranked number 10, right, by the IBF. So you can kind of say, okay, well, he fought a top 10 guy. We know how, mm-hmm. all about the rankings and how they are. But I think it's time, right? There, there's other fighters there, right? Yeah. Um, one of them in particular, though, he's going to fight, and I think his fight got canceled. Uh, Pablo Cesar Cano's at 140, okay. right? Yeah. That name comes to mind. I mean, you know, there's forget about Regis Progreus. Those guys are way too mm-hmm. high. Uh, you know, maybe a Postol. Yeah, Victor Postol. Yeah, there, there, there's, there's enough there, right? Yeah. I mean, Maurice Hooker is going to fight. Um, obviously, Virgil Ortiz Jr. will, which we'll get to here shortly. But there's enough, there's enough guys up there, right? WBC has Jose Cepeda, ranked number one. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think it's time that Brandon Lee. He's now twenty one and zero. Yeah. But dang, what a performance! Yeah, no, he looked good. Um, also. Um, Sorong V-Side won his uh, yes. his fight this past weekend. So Setting up the uh, fight. Yes, could set up the fight with Estrada. Yeah. Um, uh, now we get into the boxing news. Um, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, they signed a two-fight deal this morning. Uh, ESPN is reporting. Um, you know, this seemed to be going back and forth for yeah. a little bit. You know, Fury was saying, I'm going to stop training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that... Uh, Joshua didn't really want to fight. You know, he could fight Wilder next. And, um, you know, all the smokescreen, you know, I think it all got ironed out. He got yeah. the money he was happy with. And, um, you know, the two fights are set. Yeah, good. I mean, I kind of feel like we've been waiting for this Yeah. way too long. Way too long. Right? Especially after the whole Deontay Wilder stepping aside and then all mm-hmm. that other drama, right? It's like finally. And like we've said, unfortunately, to some extent, where the heavyweight division goes, so does boxing. Yeah. Finally. And if May, that's perfect. That's right around the corner. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And, um, you know, glad to see that uh, everything worked out. You know, they'll figure out the dates and and the venues. But uh, you got to figure one's going to be overseas, right? Yeah. At least one. You hope that one is here stateside. Yeah. Like you you, you think one's got to be Vegas, right? Hopefully they're targeting the the Raider Stadium, right? Yeah. You would hope. You know, yeah. They, you know, they were kind of initially saying, 
you know, the Middle East for the first one. Right. And then Wembley for uh, the second one. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But that would be both overseas. Yeah. It'd be nice if one was here. I think yeah. it would get – that fight would sell out even – now, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. You know, can you imagine, yeah, Wembley? Yeah. Forget about it. it yeah. That'd be something else. Huge. Yeah. Um, also in the news, uh, Danny Garcia is talking about uh, going up to 154. <laughs> wow. It feels like uh, you may get your wish. Someone at 154 <laughs> is going to uh, end Danny Garcia. Yeah, probably not because he's probably not going to fight, you know, the 154 guys that we'd like to see uh-huh. that have the opportunity to finish him. Yeah. Right. But you know what? It's interesting, right? So obviously he couldn't, he didn't do very well in the welterweight division, no. right? And really, right, there's a guy that really should be fighting at 140. Never really brought everything to 147. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, you know. I mean, hey, listen, there's Tony Harrison, Jason Rosario, Erickson Lubin. You know, maybe being as, as a PBC fighter, do, yeah. you, do you think he gets served up to uh, Jermel Charlo? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, you, and, who and, knows? Yeah, and, you never know. You, know, the, it, you it, never it's know. A big name, you know, the, right. the 154 division is, yeah. is kind of, you know, doesn't have the big names, you know. I'm looking at the, you know, the, the top of the rankings, and yeah, there's Arislandi Lara, but but nobody's really excited to watch Arislandi Lara no. fight. You got Jared Hurd still there, yeah. And Jared Hurd is still there, um, you know. But uh, the the big names just aren't uh, in the 154 division, and uh, he could make some money, you know, fighting yeah. Charlo. But on there's his way but out. there's yeah, but there's some competitive fighters there, right? Yeah. Remember, all these guys have kind of beaten each other in the the whole. Um, uh, remember Jason Rosario, mm-hmm. right? With the with the big upset, you got Julian Williams, mm-hmm. you got Tony Harrison, right? All these guys, you know, they beat Charlo and Hurd, lost to these guys, yeah. right? Because remember, there was a big fight was supposed to be Hurd and, uh, and and Charlo. Hopefully, that still happens. But you've got enough of them, though, right? You got Austin Trout is still around there. Yeah. Tim Zhu, by the way, mm-hmm. is that is hanging around at one fifty four, right? Yeah. Yes, that Tim Zhu, the one that beat Manny Pacquiao, right? Yeah. He's ranked, you know, two WBO, three by the WBO. Oh, so, no, no, no. Tim Zhu is Kachizu's son. Oh, I'm sorry. You're thinking... Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the uh, the other guy. Sorry. The other guy from Australia. Yeah, yeah, the other guy from... Not that guy. Yeah, 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 that yeah. Guy. Sorry, sorry. But yeah, Tim Zhu, though, undefeated, tough fighter, right? Uh-huh. He's also from Australia. Je- Jeff Horn was Jeff Horn, yeah. About, I don't yeah. know why I got those guys mixed up. Yeah. He just beat Jeff Horn, in yeah. fact. Yeah, sorry. But um, so but you got Zoo that's hanging around there, mm-hmm. right? So you got some interesting guys there, yeah. like you said. Maybe not big names, yeah. But you got guys that are pretty decent. One fifty four, yeah. So back to your question, right? How in the heck is is Danny Garcia going to make it at one fifty four? He's not when he couldn't beat the yeah. top guys, right? At one forty seven, he'll lose a couple fights uh, against the top guys at one fifty four, and then I think. You know, he'll, he'll right off into the sunset. But who, sunset. you know, who are they going to put him up there against? That's one of the top uh, guys. I, I, I'm just know, just knowing the way PBC kind of yeah. works, I, I think he's going to get a Jamal, Jamal yeah. Charlo fight. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll put him in against some guy that he can beat yeah. pretty easy at 154. Yeah. May, maybe Jeff Horn, yeah. you know, because he's ranked 15th uh, mm. on one of the uh, yeah. rankings. Yeah. But, you know, if he's able to get by him or, or maybe uh, a Brandon Adams who's, yeah. who's hanging around in that division. Then give him a, a a Charlo fight. It's yeah. a big name. They, they'll put it on pay per view. Yeah, it's possible and then, for sure. You know, it'll and then Charlo can can avoid hurt again. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. I could see that happening. Yeah. Interesting. Um, also, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Senior has yeah. just announced that real uh, news here. Here we he's, go. He's going to make his last talking. his last ring appearance yeah. versus 
Hector Camacho Jr. Yeah. They're going to call it uh, a tribute to the Kings. Yeah. You know, an ex- exhibition. Was, wasn't his last ring appearance, Rick, in like 2004 or something like that? Uh, really? Yeah, you yeah. Know? But th- this one's an exhibition, so he did have a couple, <laughs> two or three against um, Jorge yeah. Arce. Okay. You know, but uh, this one's going to be at Jalisco Stadium. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be in a, a pretty packed house. Uh, yeah. Chavez Jr. is going to be on the card. Omar Chavez is going to fight uh, Canelo's brother, Ramon Alvarez. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, of course, they're going to put it on pay-per-view. So. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why Why would they not? Yeah. Why Super would they Super not, Boletos? man? Yeah. So, well, maybe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> superboletos.com. It, it was last time. Yeah. I was going to say, right, I think Chavez's last official fight, you know, was, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, lo- I'm, tr- I'm uh, looking at his record, you know. Yeah. Maybe 1998 against Ken Sugarini, you know? Yeah. Because after that, he got thrashed by De La Hoya um, and then thrashed by Costia Zoo, and then finally retired officially Grover Wiley. But really his last fight, last heyday fight was that one, you know? Yeah. Ken Sugarini yeah. in 1998, you know? And even Camacho, uh, you know, Camacho Jr., uh, his last yeah. fight was 2014. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, why not make it a real fight? I mean, screw it. You know, yeah. <laughs> why not? I mean, seriously, right? I yeah. mean, why not? Because when he was doing these these BS exhibitions, uh-huh. again, by the way, it goes uh, again. All condolences and credit to you know Marvis Marvin Hagler. He never fought in exhibitions, Rick. Yeah, no. never did this BS because yeah. Hagler was a fighter. He did things the right way, yeah. right? Um. Why don't they do it the way Tyson and Roy Jones did it, right? Mm-hmm. Two round fights and let them go at it. Yeah, because they're wearing headgear with Arce, yeah. right? Yeah, they, they definitely were wearing it with the Arce. I don't, yeah, I don't know what the, the rules of this are going to be, but <laughs> yeah, uh, they were going to have a couple press conferences uh, coming up this week. So, uh, you know, we'll see what kind of uh, shenanigans come out to, out out of that. Yeah, give me a break. I <laughs> mean, come on, man. You know, let, let's. Yeah, if you're going to fight Chavez, my last time in the ring. And by the way, I doubt it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah I, d- I, 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 I doubt it. Yeah, this is just to get that one guy that. Oh man, since it's going to be his last one, yeah, I'll order it. On and if the fans are asking for it, yeah. you know they'll see him. Hey Rick, let's take a quick yeah. break and then we'll get to the rest of the news. I know we got a few more things going on, so we'll be right back. Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacifico's boxing is back. Short break there. I tell you, um, also tells you the uh, financial situation for both, right? Yeah. Not only Chavez Jr., but the you know, not only Chavez Jr., but him too. But Chavez <laughs> Senior. and and Camacho Jr.'s financial situation. You yeah. Know? You know, probably yeah. They they could all use the money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, give me a break. You know. And Camacho Jr., right? I mean, good, you know, good documentary, right? Yeah. Kind of sad. I told you, you know, reading the book from the great Chris Judajay, the stuff that he went through as a kid with mm-hmm. Camacho as his dad, by the way, the documentary doesn't even touch on just the atrocities and some of the things that Camacho would do, man. Yeah. Yeah, forcing them to get into fights, you know, mm-hmm. forcing them to just, just forcing them to do a lot of bad stuff, mm-hmm. man, you know? And so I like the kid. And you know yeah. what? So screw it. If this is helping to make money, you know, so be it. But anyway, what I, we got real fights also, right? Yeah, right? yeah. We got uh, real fights getting scheduled. Um, we've got uh, Maria Solara. 
Josh Warrington uh, rematch. Wow. It's going to be in Leeds. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Warrington's home home. Yeah, crowd. that's his backyard right yeah. there, man. Yeah. So this was the fight, right, just in case, where it was supposed to be just a stay-busy fight. Uh-huh. Of course, Warrington was chasing Zhu Khan, who, you know, the Chinese fighter, right, who bowed out because there wasn't any fans. He fights Lara, gets rocked in the fourth round, knocked out in the ninth. They should not have let that fight continue past round four, okay? Um, Lara had stayed busy in 2020. Warrington had not fought, right, in over a year, maybe two years. So he obviously has the rematch clause, which was good on him and his people. Mm-hmm. Warrington was my favorite guy. Yeah. You know, I was telling you, I wanted to see him against Leo Santa Cruz. I mean, I had he's the one who thrashed uh, Frampton, who's going to be fighting Jamal Heron here coming up. Uh-huh. The question is, right, um, because that's hard to recover from, yeah. what happened to Warrington, man. Is he the same? Is there going to be any residual effect, right? Was it just Lara catching, you know, the lightning in a bottle for mm-hmm. one night? I guess we'll find out, huh? Yeah, no. Um, the my prediction, you know, I'm going to give you an early prediction. Yeah, you know, all three judges will be from England. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. You know, yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, you know, they they even in England, Rick, they respect the champion. Yeah, you know. Well, so. we'll see. We'll see. Well, um, he is the champion. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um. <laughs> Navaretti also, um, you know, and Berlanga are going to headline a card um, April 24th Yeah, um, on ESPN. So it'll be good to get see those two guys, you know, definitely, you know, separate bouts. But yeah. it'll be good to see these guys fighting in, in again. Yeah. Well, they're st- and they're stepping up the competition yeah. for Berlanga, right? He's fighting somebody. Um, who, who, uh, what, who's, what, who's he fighting? Um, I, I, I forget his name, but uh, I... He was only stopped once. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know he's got a little bit more of a resume, certainly pedigree than the you know than his future or future than his past opponent. So yeah, it's uh, Demon Nicholson. Yeah, we'll have to see where he's at. Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not ranked anywhere. He's fine at one sixty eight, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's ranked anywhere. But I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, so um, you know, it could be a couple uh, stay busy fights. Um, you know, Navarrete's fighting uh, Diaz. It looks like yeah, uh, Christopher Diaz. Yeah, twenty five, two and sixteen. Yes. Yeah, I mean that that's that's going to be a good fight. It's just good yeah. to see Navarrete back, mm-hmm. right back in action. Um, he's he's still fighting at one twenty six, as far as we know, right? Or is he um, fighting at one thirty? He's at one thirty now. Yeah, yeah, so he's given up that uh, that championship them to move up, and really, yeah, that's going to be tough for him. But you know what? That's what I thought about Oscar Valdez. Yeah. Right, and look how he did at one hundred and thirty pounds against uh, Miguel Burchell. So yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Act two. You talk about two action pace fighters there, man. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it, it should be a good fight. Um, Akhmadiyev also he's going to fight uh, Iwasa. I couldn't find any information on Iwasa. Yeah. Um, you know, that one's going to be April 3rd, but, uh, you know, just sucks not seeing um, Daniel Roman getting his uh, rematch. Yeah, that's too bad, right? That's too bad. Merjdan Akhmadiyalov, who currently holds the WBA mm-hmm. and the IBF versions of the 122-pound, right, uh, yep. title. Yeah, that's too bad. You talk about, um, you know, one of the best, nicest guys in boxing, Daniel Roman. Mm-hmm. There's somebody who deserves a title shot, it's him. Yeah. Right? So he's going to have to wait his turn, I guess. Who knows? Maybe he fights him after that as the mandatory. Hard to say. Yeah. 
Um, we got Joseph Parker. He's he was linked to uh, an international meth ring. You know, the, I guess this happened in wow. 2017, 2018, and yeah. they've kind of been keeping it on the hush hush. Yeah, and um, you know, but it finally uh, was released, and you know. Who knows, you know, his Oriental title may be stripped soon. Maybe, right. Yeah. Maybe. Wow. I wonder if that offended anybody that yeah. he won the Oriental title and for somebody finally said yeah. that's it, that's enough. Yeah, you know, right? it could you know, conspiracy theory, yeah. you know. Yeah, the, that's enough. People were upset and uh, now we're gonna release you know yep. the, the true uh, that's exactly Joseph Parker. right. Yeah. See what kind of an Oriental champion you guys have. Yeah. Um <laughs> Uh, Creed three uh, is going to be released uh, November twenty fourth, uh, yeah, twenty twenty two. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, so I love all the rock. Well, most of the Rocky uh-huh. movies, no, all of them. Let's be honest. I think yeah. I think the one right that was a stretch was when he fought Tommy Gunn in the streets. Yes, right. Yeah, that was probably the one that I'd say, yeah, not sure, right? Yeah, even the one where uh, where he fought Antonio Tarver, I thought was pretty good, mm-hmm. right? Lost a fight, right? Yeah. But won the fans and hit his, of course, his, his, his son, right? His, he got the respect. Respect, yeah. yeah. Hopefully that was the last movie we'll ever see his, his bogus son in, right? Yeah. But Creed, right? I love the storyline in the second movie, fighting Drago's son. Mm-hmm. Brilliant the way they had Drago stop the fight, um, whereas Rocky did not stop the fight with mm-hmm. Creed's father. Hence, he passed away, remember? Yeah. Don't stop the fight no matter what. Yeah. Right was the instructions right that Apollo Creed gave Rocky. So here's why I'm doing all this leading. Right, who does he fight? Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough to know. Um, you know, the only information that uh, yeah I've been able to gather is that uh, Michael B. Jordan is going to be directing this one. Oh, he is. So okay. um, you know, who knows? You know, wait, wait, wait. So Stallone's not involved at all. He's got to. Oh, well, I think Stallone will be involved. Yeah, but um, you know. I, I think he's been kind of taking more of a, a, a step back, huh, you know. So okay. uh, Michael B. Jordan yeah. is going to be the uh, yeah the director of this one. Interesting, just like a trainer, right? Yeah, We're letting the fighter dictate the pace, right? Yeah. Inter- interesting. I, I mean, I love the the whole things, right? Both the movies were really good. Mm-hmm. Good music, good soundtrack out of both of them. Good acting, um, even good boxing scenes, right? Yeah. So I'm. I can't wait. I'm just kind of curious as to what the storyline is going to be in this one. Yeah, you know, it, it'll be interesting. I think more information will, will, will come out. Clubber uh, Lang, you know. Yeah, you know, Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang. Out there. I mean, but seriously, like, who else? When you think about the movies and, and the previous characters, uh-huh. who else could possibly be a, a viable opponent that mm-hmm. would that would be worth watching? Yeah, yeah. Um, Where there's a storyline involved. Yeah, you know? Mr. T's kind of the only guy that hasn't gotten his own, you know. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. Back. Clubber line. Yeah, and you really, he, Mr. T's been gone, uh-huh. right? From the it, A-team to obscurity. Always curious why he never got a rematch. You know, there, yeah. why wasn't there a Balboa, uh, um, Clubber Lang t- uh, 3? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they just fought twice and that was yeah. it. And yeah, Clubber Lang destroyed him in the first fight, uh-huh. right? Trying to think of, you know, who, who had one loss on their record and just retired. Yeah, I know. You know. I know. Um, all right, so coming up uh, this week, yeah. um, we've got uh, Alberto Machado <laughs> yeah. in action yeah. on uh, the NBC Sports Network on uh, Thursday. That's the middle of the week, right, which is cool. Is that back here in L.A.? Uh, I believe it's in Puerto Rico. Oh, it's in Puerto Rico, yeah. so not in L.A. Okay. So, yeah, so hopefully they uh, they get those ring issues. For you, uh, L.A. is like your Puerto Rico is, yeah. what, is what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I see. Uh, <laughs> my, my isla right there. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right <laughs> that's right. 
Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's uh, a lot of boxing this weekend. Um, ESPN uh, Plus has got a card on Friday. Yeah. Um, and Kareem, by the way, we, we, we saw Machado get beat twice in person. Yeah. We saw yeah. him get beat twice it, uh, by Andrew El Chango Cancio. Yeah. You know, he, he's going up in weight. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, he just always seemed kind of soft to the body. I was going to say, you know, probably it, one of the it, weaker uh, champions we've ever seen. <laughs> You know? He just kind of was out of gas after like two yeah. rounds. Yeah, great fights um, though, right? And with Cancillo and all yeah. his hometown watching him. And there mm-hmm. we were with the $5 Tecates. Yeah. Wow, do we miss those days. Yeah, that <laughs> that was most the most excited I think I've seen a crowd yeah. ever. You thought everybody was from uh, Blythe, California. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome, man. <laughs> um, Saturday, we've yeah. got uh, Peter Biev. Yeah. Um, his return, he hasn't fought in a while. Yeah. Uh, versus Adam Deans. Yep. And uh, that one's out of Russia. It'll be on uh, regular ESPN. Yes. Um, what else do we got? We've yep. got. Which uh, means it's going to be early. Yeah. We've got the DAZN card. Yeah. Uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr., Maurice Hooker. Yeah, that's Look, the big one, right? Yeah. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Sinisa Estrada's on the undercard. Yep. Um, you know, should be a pretty good, uh, pretty good card. Yeah, so just to break that fight down a little bit, right? So this is um 140-pound fight. Mm-hmm. Um the the odds are greatly in favor by the way of Virgil Ortiz Jr. Yeah. He's favored at a minus 1200 by the way, which is um uh basically 92%, right? And Maurice Hooker of course was the one that lost to uh Jose uh Ramirez, right, to set up the big fight that's going to ha- happen with Josh Taylor. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a, at a hundred and uh, and forty pounds, so this this will this will be interesting. You know, this is Maurice Hooker moving up to one forty seven, right? So that's why you know it's not it's not, and that's one of the reasons why not only that's the reason why Virgil Ortiz is favored. Virgil Ortiz is favored because he's a much better fighter, but right, this by far is Virgil Ortiz Jr.'s biggest test as a professional, Rick, without a doubt. Yeah, no, the big, biggest name, and, and Maurice Hooker's a good fighter. Yeah. You know, this is, uh, it's one of those where, you know, he's Maurice Hooker's coming up in weight, so yep. Ortiz has the advantage there of being the natural uh, welterweight, but, uh, you know, I, I it'll be an interesting fight. I want to see how Virgil Ortiz comes out of this one. He's he's con- consistently been stepping up his competition, Yeah, and he's looked great doing it. So and this is it. See, yeah, you know, and, how, and this is it. How this works out. Um yeah, I think you'd mentioned earlier that uh Pablo Cesar Cano uh yeah. he got sick, so he's no longer the um the co main event. Yeah. Uh it'll be Annabelle Ortiz against Sinisa Estrada for yep. Ortiz's WBA strawweight title. That's great. That's great that that fight is now uh, moved up and and uh, and taken center stage. So yeah. I, I, that's gonna be a good fight. So yeah, you know, with with, with all these fights, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my, my lock of the week. Lock of the week, here it is. Who you got, Rick? Um, you know, I could have taken the easy. You don't have the rankings or the the um, the odds on Beater Biev, do you? That's gotta um, be ridiculous. It is. I do have the odds on Beater okay, Biev, and, and it is ridiculous. Yeah, he's at minus two thousand. Okay. 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 Yeah, which I mean, I can give you a quick peek as to what that is. Yeah, that's a ninety-five percent chance of winning. Chance. Twenty to one, basically. Yeah. His opponent is twenty to one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going to take uh, Virgil Ortiz Jr. as Virgil my, my Ortiz lock of Jr. the week. All right. You know, a little okay. bit uh, better on the odds. You yeah. Know, and then, He's only yeah. at 12 to 1. Yeah. And okay. so I've, I've been kidding, you know, a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of people are like, hey, you know, Rick, you haven't been giving yourself enough credit lately. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, 
you know, people noticed, you know, I was walking yeah. down the street earlier today and they're yeah. like, Hey, great, great job. You know, three and oh last week. I, yeah. I had McCaskill. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, Estrada. Yeah. And, um, my lock of the week, yeah, Benavides. That's right. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. Three, no. You talk yeah. about a good, you know, three punch combination, yeah. man. Yeah, it's, you didn't have to pick all three. No, no. And you know, um, it's uh, kind of like the movie, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. Uh, don't judge me on my winners. Yes. Judge me on my losers because I have so few. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. There you go, folks. You could take that to the bank. <laughs> If any of you are receiving stimulus checks yeah. or the child tax credit, right, yeah. then there you go. You know what to do with that money. Mm-hmm. No, we don't condone gambling, folks. I'm <laughs> kidding. Anyways, all right, folks, um, that's going to do it for the Boxing News. We'll come back back with the stat of the week, and then we'll wrap this up. We'll be right back. All right, Pacifico's boxing back. Uh, by the way, Rick, a couple of fighters, local fighters that fought over the weekend as well that um, chalked up um, a more impressive knockout victories. Raul Lizarraga won a second professional fight. Yeah. And, of course, Lazaro Lorenzana won his fifth fight. Pretty cool. One of these days we're gonna our schedules are going to finally coincide. We're going to be able to watch them, but they both won. Um on the same card, man. Yeah, no, it, it was uh, exciting to see. You know, um, watching them on uh, Facebook and Instagram, you can catch the, the highlights there. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Lazaro with this patented body attack. Uh, Raul actually he went to the body as well, but he actually decked this guy with a very clean left uh-huh. to start the to start, and then came back and uh, ultimately the referee stopped the fight. So congratulations to both the you two gentlemen. Great performance, Rick. Stat of the week. So, what do we got? Yeah, for you know, for stat of the week, uh, we'll we'll talk about uh, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Absolutely, um, he had twelve consecutive unified title defenses uh, during the span of six years and seven months as the unified champ, nineteen eighty through nineteen eighty seven, fighter of the year, nineteen eighty five, and Hall of Fame inductee, nineteen ninety three. Wow, impressive numbers. Um, and I expect, yeah, no less than to talk about the great, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Again, you know, the numbers that you give out there, right, it speaks to everything that we've talked about him, just consistency, mm-hmm. right, professionalism. Um, you didn't see any lapses when you were talking about all of those years, right, of reigning as a champion. Yeah. Literally fought everybody, and then, you know, and whoever was available, John the Beast Mugabe, right, Mustafa Hamshaw, anybody that was available, all comers. You know, a lot of fighters say that, but it's a lot different in reality. He truly took on all comers, Rick, and took care of business, man. Yeah, no, um, the absolute legend and, uh, you know, sad to see him pass. Yeah, without a doubt. So with that, that's the passing of this particular podcast, Rick. That is round number six in the book. Looking forward to round seven. May have a special guest, Rick. We may have our second guest here lined up. I'll save that for next week. Maybe even put it on Instagram if it materializes. Until then, folks, protect yourself at all times and have a good week. I'll see you, Rick. Yeah, see you next week.